besides Zach Braff and the the weird mole creature that oh he was. that wasn't Mark Hamill. No, Mark Hamill wasn't <laughs> yes. the last one that I saw. <laughs> notes and everything that's JJ. If this was Mark Hamill, I don't know where my pen went, but no. Welcome to the What's Already podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. All right. And we are here to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode th- three. I can't believe we're already on episode three. Because there's only like six. Yeah, what are they doing? It said limited series, JJ. Are they planning on doing a season two or this? We're just getting three more and that's it. Uh, from what I've heard, they're not. But I, I don't know. It's like the number one watched on Disney Plus ever. So I would have a hard time believing they wouldn't find a way to do more. I don't know, though. They may not. I would be OK, depending on how this one goes, if they didn't. Um, I think I'd like what I'd like to see is Obi-Wan pop up into some different shows though a lot of it's hard because most of the shows that are happening live action take place after mm-hmm. return of the jedi so we're we're talking stuff that he wouldn't be able to necessarily but i don't know uh, we'll see i'm sure there's other shows coming that he could do something in but i hope we get a season two because we're three episodes in we're halfway in and i am just loving it loving it loving it so this one picked up interestingly enough it was a little slow, which I liked because it gave time for some character development. And I really liked the, besides Zach Braff and the the weird mole creature that oh, he was. Oh, that wasn't Mark Hamill? No, Mark Hamill wasn't <laughs> yes. the last one that I saw. <laughs> notes and everything, that's JJ. If this was Mark Hamill, I don't know where my pen went, but. No, that was Zach Braff from. Uh, so close. Scrub. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no big cameos that I saw. Not in person, anyway. We did get a glimpse of uh, of old uh, Hayden Christensen in full yeah, for like garb. Three seconds. <laughs> it's true, but they made up for it real quick. When I, you know, you hear James Earl Jones's voice as Darth Vader. Who is walking around as Darth Vader? Is it a nobody? Yeah, it's uh, they. I looked. I tried to look it up to see, and it's they have like the per the people that are walking around, and it's just somebody I've never even heard their name. So, so Hayden Christensen so far has been paid to look very angry in a Bacta Vector, whatever, whatever. Yeah, back to tank, and then yeah. look like old Anakin, like all up in his feelings underneath a cloak. Which makes Pretty him much. the smartest person in this show. Yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> yep. I don't know what they're paying him, but pay the man. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe I, – I don't know if he's in the suit at some point. I mean, I know he talked about being in the suit when they've done some interviews with him. So I'm sure there's something that's the suit that's him. But for the most part, I think it's just some dude walking around that's – and maybe they just have to put that person in the credits because of the fact that there is somebody walking around on – like they do like B-rolls or things like that of him just walking down the dark – dusty road or whatever but um what did you guys think of the interaction between leia and obi-wan in this one besides the fact that they were having an open conversation that was pretty damning 
just behind this mole guy with what didn't look like a vehicle that had windows. So <laughs> I liked it much more than episode one and two. Um, in the first two episodes, I got the vibe, you know, this kid, right? Brat. But I could make the connection to 19-year-old Leia. So I was like, this kid is awesome because she's playing the role the way that makes it make sense. Um, it just annoyed to me because I was like, he's trying to help you go with him. Yeah. Um, but this time around, I think we see her kind of growing a bit and losing that entitled princess atmosphere and kind of realizing this is the real world. Like, shoot, there's a chance I'm not going to get home. The only person who can really get me there is this guy. I'm going to play a little bit nicer. Um, and kind of so I really enjoyed their interaction more in this one because it's like, okay, she's actually human. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, it just felt like there was better chemistry. I don't know that they probably had some more screen time together. So not even just what... Alec was talking about it just felt more believable and felt like Leia's the whatever child actor whatever her name is she kind of settled into the character more and it didn't feel as forced um like when she was improvising I was like oh like great job that's probably Leia thinking on her feet like we've seen later on when she's older and it felt natural um and just felt like their interaction um was what I wanted it to be in episodes one and two so I'm because uh, that was one of my biggest critiques from our the last time we did this and mm-hmm. felt much better, which I was happy about. Because if it had sucked this time, then, man, that really would have been unfortunate because the first half of this episode was basically the two of them um, having this conversation that the mole guy, very friendly guy, but still pro-Empire, just salty screwed them when he took them to that gate. He's like, probably should check him out. Like, well, F you, dude. Thought you were friendly. Yep. Yeah, it was interesting to get that. I like that, to be honest. I like the take of not everybody hates the Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a little order around here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> a little bit of order. Go Empire. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, so, I, you know, it's one of those things where I liked the slowdown of it. And it, they did it better in the way that they slowed it down in the first episode with the whole giant sand salmon Butchering, yeah, this was so. a point to the slowdown in this one. Yeah, but I did like too. And what's got me a couple of times is watching Obi Wan like look at Leia or look at Luke and and or even have a conversation of Owen where he goes back because we obviously know that he's he's traumatized. He's living with this for at first he's living with the fact that he killed Anakin or he thought he did, and now he's living with the fact that Anakin's still alive. And so, but he's definitely not. Obi-Wan that we know from the prequel trilogy, right? No, he's a wuss. Yeah, he's like kind of Yeah, he's not doing very well. He's got some issues, but I he's like rusty. to see Yeah, when you get these little flashes, right? Like where he's talking to Leia and he's like, mm, "You just remind me of someone." Or when he's talking to uh in the first episode there was one there was a part where he's talking to Owen and he's talking about training Luke and like he had that confident swagger again. So it's nice to I like those moments where he the old Obi-Wan kind of shows his face versus the the beaten kind of grizzled doesn't know what to do with himself. So uh yeah, beaten and grizzled he was JJ because that sword fight sword fight, lightsaber battle, and for me, whew, it was painful to watch. Yeah. Painful for Vader too. He's like, I'm not gonna kill this dude right now. He can't even fight me. It's not even yeah. it doesn't make me feel worth it. Yeah. It was uh 
And I like that they did that, right? That they don't show that he just steps right back into badass Obi-Wan. He's just, he's struggling. He gets his butt kicked the whole fight. Yeah, he got dragged through flames. Ooh, which was but they so did him good. dirty. They didn't have to do him bad dirty. They could have shown a little bit of the old Obi-Wan coming through. Oh, I, I like it. Oh, they I like so it. Dirty. Yeah, and I loved the way that Vader's toying with him at this point, right? The like he knows, he realizes this isn't the same guy. I, I'm there's no fear there from Vader. Like he does not care. And he just lights this fire, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that is sick right there. And that's a uh, you know, that's a Vader thing, right? Like I'm gonna torture, and this is like the guy he probably hates more than anybody else. Why did he let him go? Because he knew he's going to catch him again? Oh, yeah, he didn't care. Well, and that's Vader's thing, and that's one of those things that when you think back on, there's been a couple of moments in the original trilogy, um, and then, of course, they did it a little bit in, in, uh, oh, what's that? This I can't think of it now, the one that they're doing Andor off of, uh, Rogue One, where he something like that will happen. Like somebody will get away, and he'll just kind of stand there for a minute and think about it. And then he just goes on. And I love that, too. That's part of what makes Vader, before we knew who Vader technically was, made Vader kind of creepy because you can't see his face. You can't see the emotion. He's just this cowl and this helmet and just stands there for a second. You know he's seething underneath that helmet. So... I yeah. Uh, I don't think he was seething though with the Obi Wan this time because he. I feel like they could have. He could have still gone. He could just use the Force and just held him there. Yeah, but he let. I it go. think. I think he. You know, he wasn't messing with it. He let it go, and he's like, "I'll catch him again. We'll find him again. We found him now, so he can't. He's not going to get away." And I, I like the fact that he's kind of toying with him. At that point, he's like, you know, let let him think he has hope, right? And that's that's something that Vader also is very good at is let them think that they have just enough hope. Hmm. And then you come in and destroy that hope. But I will say a line that got me with Vader was he's walking in and, and they're Obi-Wan asks him, what have you become? And he's, you know, yeah. I became what you made me. And then even more poignant for me was because I was sitting there and he says, he goes, what have you become? And I'm like, Oh, please say I am what you made me. Like, that would just be perfect. But then when he's walking and he's chasing him and he says, you should have killed me when you had the chance, man, that was so good. Cause I don't think I think about it from a tortured Anakin perspective. Like he's not, I don't think he just says that, or at least in my mind, I don't think he just says that to say you're screwed. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Cause now I'm going to kill you. I think there's a portion of him saying, I wish you would actually finish the job because I hate what I am and where I'm at and what I, how I have to live. And the fact that he's just been getting stronger and more deadly for the last 10 years and hate, oh, God, was so good. Very ruthless, just choking people out, throwing them against the wall, just killing people to drag the Jedi out. I mean, man, he did not care. Yeah, no. And I'm no. sure he does that wherever he goes. Yeah, no Fs given whatsoever. Throwing kids around, breaking necks. I was like, oh, wow. That's good stuff. Yeah, so excited. So there was a deep cut that I'm sure that you non-JJ level nerds didn't catch. When, Try me. <laughs> when Obi-Wan, when they go into the safe house with this. Uh, yeah, whose insignia was that? Well, are you talking about the one that 
that third uh, sister, that third sister that? looked at. So that's a that's a Jedi symbol, and that actually a lot of that version of the Jedi symbol actually comes from the Old Republic or the High Republic, as the new version of that is called now. That they've been writing these books and stuff. So it's that's the symbol of the Jedi. Um, and I did go back and rewatch the first episode, and and it's pretty obvious who Third Sister is if you go back and rewatch the first episode. Mm. There's a little African American girl with braids that's part of that first group, so there's no question that that's part of it. And I think, in my opinion, and I, they haven't led us towards that, but I think part of this three episodes that we have left will somehow she's going to have the start of a redemption arc or they're introducing this so that they can give her her own show. So she has a redemption arc. I don't know. That's my guess in some way, shape or form. Um, but in that safe house, but when Obi-Wan looks and sees writing and he says, Oh, Quinlan was here. I got that one. I know Did who you that get is. That one? You know who Quinlan Voss is. I do know who Quinlan Voss is. He's the one that I wish would show up in the freaking show. Right. Quinlan's awesome. He has a really cool special Jedi ability. Um, I don't know what it is, but I I know I know the name. Yeah. Quinlan Voss. So he was in he was introduced in the um, I'll kind of give you for Matt's because he he, like uh, awesome. He's got a Native American look to him with some dreadlocks and some like yellow paint under his eye. Hmm. Um, He's a He's a his race or his planet, whatever it's called, Kafar. Um, that's he's a Kafar of the on planet Kifu. So he's a very interesting character. But he was part of the Clone Wars. They introduced him in Clone Wars, the animated series, and then he got his own book. Um, and it seems like they've canoned it. It's canon. That book is canon now. Like they've canonized all that stuff. I didn't know if it was part of Legends or not. Um, but he is, yeah, he's very interesting. So I'm trying to remember how his special ability worked exactly. It had something to do with like, he could sense emotion. Like if he touched someone, he could, oh, it was their memories. So he could, if he touched an object that someone had previously touched or, touch them he could experience memories of that being so he was really good at tracking so because he could if you were he knew you were in a space he could touch something and see the memory of being in there so he had that special ability a handful of jedi have special abilities beyond just the normal um ones but anyway he uh he eventually goes away from the jedi he's it's interesting that they introduced him because at this time frame he would have been sent on a mission to assassinate Dooku. And to do that, he got close to, and this will be a name that if you haven't watched any of the Clone Wars, you probably won't know too much, but Asajj Ventress, who was Dooku's uh, apprentice, he he got close to Asajj Ventress, who was no longer following Dooku, and, and they fell in love. Long story short, they they have this relationship and then he turns to the dark side. He becomes her apprentice, turns to the dark side, and then becomes a double agent, goes back to the Jedi and is working for her as a double agent. He gets caught, 
he says he's going to go back. So he goes back to Asajj and tries to, and they go to try to kill Dooku um, as part of his redemption plan sent by the Jedi. And Asajj Ventress gets killed for him. So she saves his life and dies to Dooku. And then he full on goes back to wants to become part of the Jedi goes back to the light, but you don't know anything about what happened to him after that book. So it's cool that they've now introduced him into live action. Uh, he's out there obviously doing the, the doing good work in that he's helping with this, the path group and helping to smuggle uh, enemies of the, there were the empire specifically Jedi for the most part, it seemed like, but yeah, it was really cool. When he dropped Quinlan, I was like, Oh crap, that's deep cut lore there. And I hope they bring him I out. Knew it. So did you watch the rebel or the I watched Wars? Clone Wars, I watched Rebels, and then didn't they also retcon like the Phantom Menace? There's a scene with someone who could pass as Quinlan. Yeah. On Tatooine. They retconned him to be that yeah. individual. Yep. Um yeah, dude, he's dope. Yeah, he's way cool. Way cool. He he was pretty fun in the Clone Wars. That's why when they wrote that book, I was like, that's really cool that they brought him into that. So, but yeah, that's all canon. So it's, it's really cool. Really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. But overall, I think it was just a cool episode. It was, you know, got the lore built up, got the story. We had, we now got Vader in there, third sister. Well, and I, I, okay. Not a huge fan that this empire chick left Leia alone and then went out hmm. a different en- exit. Like I was like, Really? I mean, obviously, she needed to be there to save Obi-Wan, but I was hoping that they would get Leia away because a big part of my problem is I don't want... The longer Leia and Obi-Wan are together, the more they've run into possible retcon issues with Episode Four. So I, I start to worry about, you know, if she knows him that well... It didn't seem like they knew each other all that well in episode four. They were just, she knew him because of her father versus they've been spending all this time together after he saved her. I'm okay with him saving her. I just didn't, I want them to send her back so that they can move along. But anyway, that's just me. Well, also there's a little bit of a problem with the more time she spends around Vader or like Vader's presence because he doesn't know he has kids and he doesn't learn about her really until what was it? Episode six, right? Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Return of the Jedi is when he figures out that she's even around, but the longer Obi-Wan Vader and Leia are all in the same vicinity, you run into yeah. those problems. It's a good of point. Sensing back and forth. Very good point. Uh, Vader's brain got burned. He's stupid. stupid powerful maybe yeah i do have a question about the inquisitors um because i know that like a lot of the their story is rebels video games and kind of the books right yeah Um, and they were introduced in rebels introduced in rebels uh type Mm -hmm. of a thing i still have a problem with that whole inquisitor crew um, they they aren't scary to me, first of all. They don't have sure. that villain kind of aspect. And once again, I blame that on the Star Wars story in general. They started off with the baddest bad guy you can ever have, and there's no way to top it. 
Yeah. And their whole manipulating back and forth for a power structure makes kind of sense with Vader until you understand that Vader didn't stand for any of that. Like, yeah. he is not the guy you want to kiss butt with. That is the yeah. wrong career move because he'll just kill you. He doesn't yeah. care. Um, and so this whole kind of bandering back and forth of who's going to be the next Grand Inquisitor, it's going to be me, you know, going behind each other's backs to tattletale to Papa Vader. <laughs> and it's like, I just don't understand because from what I know, it seems like the worst career move you could ever do. Your best bet is to get on somebody else's good side because yeah. Vader kills people just for, you know, coming out of hyperspace too early. Or too close to a planet, like straight up murders them. That's fair. That's fair. So I have a problem with this whole Inquisitor crew and just their actions don't make sense to me. So I think, and this is one of the problems with the bringing the Inquisitors into live action, in my opinion. I like it, but the Inquisitors are from Rebels, which had some very intense moments and very emotional moments, and especially in the last two seasons. But in the first two seasons, it was kind of happy-go-lucky and silly. And, you know, you got kids. It was designed more for kids even than the Clone Wars because the Clone Wars was very heavy from the beginning um, with some lighthearted stuff that was thrown in. But it was a pretty heavy show even for a kid's show. Rebels was not at first. It got really heavy at the end, but it wasn't in the first couple seasons. And that's where they introduced heavily – the the inquisitors the grand inquisitor was the main villain in the first and i think even the second season he was a big deal but anyway but it's so to me i see them and i'm attached to them and then on top of that so fifth brother the the guy that's there in this one fifth brother and even i don't know her number but the other one with the tails the liku they were in the animated version so there's an animated version of them in rebels um third sister no there was a seventh sister who was in when they i think the second end of the second season when they or the second season when they introduced uh ahsoka Ahsoka, yeah she handed ahsoka or ahsoka handed seventh sister her behind along with fifth brother um and then the the other one with the Likus, I don't remember, but you don't see third sister. And I'm assuming that's because she either redeems herself and goes back or she gets killed at some point before, but I'm with you. Like there was never a battle for who's going to be the next grand inquisitor. And maybe that this whole issue that they're playing out in this show is why it wasn't a problem when we see them five years from now or four years from here. So it's, yeah i mean that could be it but i'm with you like it's a little weird this whole play for power and obviously it doesn't help that we know that the grand inquisitor isn't dead you know what i mean like we know that from rebels so it also takes a little bit of that drama out because we're sitting there as you know that plot device and understanding that it it doesn't matter what they do because neither of them end up as the grand inquisitor so Anyway, but I'm with you. I like it makes sense where it's it's a little weird. I yeah. do like third sister this episode more than I did the first two. The first two, she kind of annoyed me for the most part. This one, I liked her a little bit more, but I am kind of tired of her and fifth brother going at it, like 
have them actually go at it or move along because Vader would just be like, okay, whoever's still standing. What was that, Alec? I would say saber duel. Yeah, exactly. Have it happen. Yeah, because seriously, because if you did it even in front of Vader, he'd either kill you both or he'd let it happen and just go, okay, let you're done. Let's go find Obi-Wan now. Quit or he'd around, invite you, know? you to f- both fight him and then he'd kill we, you both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for that to like come to a head. And, and so I'm, I'm just kind of their interaction feels distracting to me when they start arguing with each other. And Fifth Brother's kind of a petulant little child. So, does um, why does Vader have tubes in him? I was surprised by that when he came out of the 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 tank that he had like. Where they does he have dialysis? That's what it made me think of. Um, I'd have to rewatch it. They're whenever they're in a back to tank, they usually have like a mask that has a tube so they can Wait, breathe. Yeah, but they had two in his back and his lower back. Oh, that part. I that I don't know. I know that he has so the little square that's on his chest. Yeah, what's that? Actually one? breathes for him. Like that's a uh, uh a piece of machinery that helps him that fills that suit so that he can breathe. Um, and that's what the controls are on there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, basically he's in a, he's a walking life support system. So I don't know if maybe that's some sort of body fluid catheter. Cause with all the scar tissue and everything, I'm sure he's got some, you also have to think about from a, to get really technical on a cyborg level, but if that, that much machinery that's attached to flesh, there's probably, you have to have lubricants to make sure the elbows bend and things like that. So some of that may go into the body. You might have to. So, I mean, those are all theoretical. I don't know for sure what those bathroom? two for. Does he have a, he must have a bag. Probably. Probably got some sort of. Poor Vader. Yeah. Like I said, should have killed me when you had the chance. Like that was all I thought. I was like, oh, he just wants to die. Like. I, well, I just want to see, I want to see a good lightsaber battle. Cause it was yeah. so cringy to see how wimpy. Obi-Wan was that I was almost like, man, I can't even watch this. He's such a scared little dude that like Vader's just gonna just could kill him right now. Could have killed him like 20 times. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I thought the same thing. And then I thought, you know what? I'm okay with that because it was, it was like he would be for 10 years. He's been cutting himself off from the force. He's not going to be the same guy. I mean, I get it. I just... You know, but I'm with you. The last like, oh, time we saw those two fight, it was like one of the best fight scenes in all of cinema, certainly for Star Wars. I mean, it's like a 15 mm-hmm. minute lightsaber battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, and over here, and we're just like, oh, don't forget to check like, out psh, psh, the TikTok Alec made about that being my top choice of yeah, it's good duels because it's it's crazy. So uh, I'm curious to see what's going to happen these next three and what what progressions will happen there. But I mean, good episode all around. And yeah. Screw mole driving emperor guy. His name's Frank. He's got a Frank. name. Put some yeah. respect what? on that Frank's was such name. Like he a, is a hardworking cog in the Empire that machine. That was such like a normal <laughs> Star Wars name. I was like, Frank? Like, what? That's not Star Wars. Frank. Yeah. He's probably got family in Toll, and there's good people in Toll. And that's some good stock name right it's there, like Frank. Frank oh, came out Frank. of, like, Kansas or something. I'm like, yeah. that's like... Toll is full of farmers. Yeah. It, it makes sense, Matson. When I just loved the freaking all the stormtroopers. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> See you, Frank. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Any final thoughts? 
Uh, I have one. Stormtroopers are still stormtroopers. They apparently serve no function except to die. It's usually what happens. Poor stormtrooper that got cut in half by the laser uh, barrier or whatever. They never do anything right, and I don't know what they're for. That's all. Cannon fodder. I was hoping during the lightsaber battle we would get Obi-Wan's signature where he does the thing with the lightsaber. Even though mm-hmm. he's, you know, out of shape. Come on! I wanted it so bad. And yeah. I didn't get it. So that sucked. But yeah. I'm hoping it comes when we get the actual lightsaber battle. Because if that's all we're getting, I will riot. Yeah, I, I won't lie, gentlemen. There's a little bit of nervousness in the pit of my stomach knowing there's only three episodes left. And, uh, yeah, we're still far away from the Obi-Wan of old. So I'm interested to see how he connects. And I do have a feeling that my thought is there will be a second season because they keep leaning towards him actually communicating with Qui-Gon because it's obvious they're leaning into the fact that he hasn't been able to communicate with Qui-Gon. And it's canon at this point that he does at some point during his stay on Tatooine. So my guess is we're leading into because he's cut himself off from the force. He hasn't had to talk to Obi-Wan or been able to. Or to Qui-Gon, and now at this point, are we going to get Liam Neeson back for a quick oh, conversation oh. at the end? Because that'd be dope. And he is coming back for the new animated show that's coming out in like a year. So um, we'll see. Should be interesting. There it is. All right. Well, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll see you guys uh, next Friday or next Thursday when we record. Um, this will be audio on Friday and then... You can find wherever you listen to podcasts, and then you can also watch this on the loop at YouTube or here on Facebook. So we appreciate yeah, yeah. that. Matt, to tell them where else they can find us. Yeah, if you're watching this video or listening, you can find us on whatsourverdict.com, uh, most especially, but on anywhere you listen to good podcasts, Apple, Spotify. You want to chime in on social media. We are most active on TikTok for cool things. You can see uh, our tiger that fills in for Alex sometimes, <laughs> uh, movie trivia, and just other things that we get made fun of for. Um, and then Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, just kind of helping you know what's upcoming or what's been released this these upcoming weeks. Uh, but come chime in. Come chime into these these live things as we drop more. The Boys, Stranger Things, Westworld. I mean, there's all that Miss Marvel, all kinds of stuff that's mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah, that's next week, Miss Marvel. Jeez. Jeez. So much. Yeah, I, it's been so long since we've done lives, I forgot I could put our banner at the bottom. So go check out our, our website there that's floating at the bottom of the screen. Um, yeah, cool. There it is. Obi-Wan, episode three. Obi-Wan. See you next week for episode four. And uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic out. <laughs>